In 2015, Southern Ohio was in the midst of an opioid crisis. The community came together and came up with an idea. From this idea was born a race, a race that would help prevent drug use in the area for generations to come. This is no ordinary race, and this is no ordinary story. The Buck 50 is a 24-hour team relay race that spans 150 miles of trails, roads, and paths winding through the Appalachian foothills. Ten people, two vans, and one cause to prevent drug addiction in a small community. This is the story of the Buck 50, the race that became a story of its own, a huge ripple effect that reaches more than we ever dreamed. One race, one cause, one podcast. Thousands of stories. This is running off at the mouth. The Buck 50 Podcast with your hosts, Dave Huggins and Chris Scott. In the studio with us today, we have uh, such a dynamic individual because he's involved in several different ways in the Buck 50. He is on the board of directors. I called Mike Throne the Ross County's most interesting man, but this guy's pretty close. That's really a pretty high praise. Are you sure about that on Throne? <laughs> well, you know, he's... I mean, I like the guy, but the most interesting... Throne's pretty interesting. He what he okay. He's good. I mean, guy. if you he's looked at the whole thing, I mean, let's just be honest. It's probably me, but I wouldn't self-title myself <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but we have a different guest today. We do. So he's part of the Buck Fifty board of directors at this point, but he was also part of everything kind of when we started Drug Free Clubs of America here in Ross County, because he is an administrator now since the program's inception in two different schools. So he has a very Good perspective on the schools and the drug-free clubs, but I know one thing you guys have been waiting for with bated breath, listeners of the Running Off the Mouth podcast, is he's also a runner. And his running game has elevated, If you ought to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's elevated a lot since the Buck 50 come out, I mean, compared to... I actually think, Chris, there was no... There were, it was flatline before the buck 50. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. There, there was no running prior to the buck 50. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, the game yeah, went that's, up. that's an interesting story. Well, well, so let's, let's welcome Mr. Nathan Kaplinger, Woo! principal at Unionota High School in Chilcot, Ohio. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for, for letting me come in here and, and be part of that. Um, you know, I, I, I believe in, in this cause and, and in this race so much. Um, really, it's, it's kind of become... Uh, a real part of, of who I am and, and uh, sort of has uh, had an impact on my core beliefs. And so it's really a, a privilege to be able to come in here and have the opportunity to just uh, talk with you guys and, and share uh, my own personal feelings uh, about the Buck 50 and, and what, a, what a great thing it is. And uh, like, like Chris said, you know, I have uh, sort of several lenses that I look through and um, and so that, that also is, is kind of a new, unique thing for me. So uh, I'm just really, really thankful you guys uh, asked me to, to come in and, and include me in this um, because I, I truly love this race and everything that it stands for. It's always fun, too, when people call you an hour before you're supposed to be there and say, hey, can you, can you come over today and hang out with us a little bit, Cappy? We, we need you. Well, <laughs> early stages, it's like, it's like building the race, you know. We kind of, I, I have you ever heard the theory of, uh, you know, ready, aim, fire? Well, there's also one out there called 
ready, fire, aim, and sometimes that's the us. The horse and some of that stuff. We a lot of passion, a lot of heart, but not always a lot of planning. So well, or brains. Well, I, I will tell you this: um, I am so thankful to have a a loving and understanding wife, and so that when I I call her and say, "Hey, in like an hour, I'm going to have to go and and do this." Um, she's like, oh, okay, great, go. Um, well, so I give her the, the credit for that. If it's any consolation, I was having breakfast with my wife uh, this morning and then realized that I, we were going to have to change plans as well to be in here in the studio. And my wife's out. mad at me, so I just got a text that you could have told me you were taking my car. I needed stuff out of it. So anyway. <laughs> so so running off the we mouth, we're getting off track. That's what See, we, we do. So let me ask you this question, Nate. You... Our principal at Huntington High School were, were when we when time. we found him we yeah, back, in back in time. When did you first hear about the Buck Fifty, and what were your initial thoughts? Oh wow! Okay, so I guess um, it would start my I guess my perception and and my story would even start before that. I was I was at some of those initial meetings for drug free clubs. Um, when we got together and met, uh, you know, if you recall, down in the pit. And, and um, so I remember thinking, uh, is, what, what is this going to look like? You know, when, when this is rolled out to students, is this going to fly? Um, because, you know, particularly in education, you hear, well, there's this thing and this thing. And, and so many things are, are coming at you. And you, you don't know um, always what's, what's going to stick. And uh, I remember sitting at that initial meeting and hearing the students talk about, uh, these things and come up with really, really great ideas, um, you know, such as just simply the, the name of the program made. Uh, I remember being there and, and they really took ownership of that. And so I, I thought, boy, this I th- I'm really Im- impressed with this. I think this is something that could take off. And then, of course, that starts to roll out. And I remember, um, you know, there was a, a much lower projected initial uh, percentage of students who would be involved. And then all of a sudden this thing kind of took off and it was kind of like, wow, how are we going to pay for this? And so I, I don't remember specifically how I heard about the buck 50, but I remember that being kind of rolled out like, Hey, this is something that, that we're going to do. And it's, it's going to be kind of a, a way to help to, to support this program, which had really just gotten off and, and kids were really, really interested in it. And so, um, I, I remember, uh, it was it was over Christmas break, uh, and I happened to be in the office that day. And the elementary principal at the time, uh, a gentleman by the name of Matt Murphy, who is an elementary principal at at Huntington, uh, he and I were the only two people working in the in the office that day. And I remember he came down to my office and he said, this, "These were his exact words." He said, "Hey Nate, I've got this harebrained idea," and I said. Oh, okay. Well, I'm always interested in hearing about that kind of stuff. Hit me with what you got. <laughs> he warned you before yeah, you yeah. got oh, to it. Oh, he did. He did. And Mr. Murphy and I go back to, you know, well before we were colleagues working together. So he could run that by me without too much issue. And so he says, hey, you know, they have this this race um, that they're they're putting on. And uh, it's going to benefit all of the, the drug-free uh, program kids. Uh, that's going to help to support that program. And so... He says, what if, what if we got uh, a team together, you know, a, a team from Huntington? What if we got a staff team together? Um, and I said, boy, I think that's a great idea. I think that's, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we had a lot of kids who were heavily involved and, and in, engaged in the program. And 
I thought, man, that's really a cool thing. Like that would really demonstrate to the students that, that we really care about this. And this is important to us enough that we get a staff team together. I said, I think that's a great idea. And he said, so I can count you in for running, right? And I said, excuse me? Uh, running? <laughs> what, 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 what is this? You, he did preference harebrained idea. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and so, you know, I thought maybe he was talking to me. You know, he needed me to roll out the idea to my staff uh, or, or something like that. And so um, he said, no, you know, I've known you long enough. I think you're athletic enough. I think you could, uh, I think you could run it. And I said, Matt, um, I, I've never even run anything <laughs> like a 5K. Are, are you kidding Back me? Back to that flatliner. There was no yeah, base. No base. Th- there was nothing. And so um, he said, no, I, I think you can do it. And I said, well, okay, I guess I could try. And so I remember... Um, a few days later, the school counselor, Anita Rogers, um, came into the office. And when when she came in, I said, hey, check this out. Mr. Murphy came down and he had this harebrained idea that we should get a staff team to run in this race. And I think I'm going to do it. And she looked at me and she said, are you nuts? <laughs> you can't do that. Um what what she what most folks didn't know was I was just coming off ACL surgery and I had never run anything in my life, and she said, "There's no way, there's no way you can do that," and uh, that's probably the last thing that you want to tell me. That's, that that that's got to be a motivator yeah, when people yeah. when people laugh at a comment of something you want to do <laughs> or tell you that they that you can't do something. Then you start thinking, well, I'm definitely doing it now. Exactly, exactly. So I, I almost took that as a personal challenge. Uh, and so I thought, well, okay, I, I better start running. And so um, I, I went through and uh, started to, to train a little bit. Uh, and I use the term train very loosely. Uh, if, you, if you talk <laughs> about maybe running a couple of miles every now and then, uh, I, I guess I started to do that. Um, and so I, I probably only ran about half a dozen times before that first buck 50. I'm talking the first year of the buck 50. Uh, and the furthest I ever ran was, you know, probably four miles or something. And then I go out on race day. What runner, what runner were you? Ah, okay. So they did me a favor. They let me uh, participate. I was, I was the runner five. And so um, I thought I was going to be getting the easiest legs. And it, it is technically you were the easy runner five has the easiest legs of all 10 runners. Yeah, um, until I realized that my first leg was over five and a half miles. Uh, and then I realized that's not so easy. Uh, that's why it's five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I, I remember kind of standing in the chute there uh, as, as our uh, runner four was approaching for my first leg. You know, they were going to hand the slap bracelet, bracelet off to me. And I just remember thinking, I don't even know if I can run this far. Like, what happens if I can't even make it? Wait, well, stop a minute. You're on the shoot now. But what did you do? And I think this would be good for listeners who haven't ran. Because, you know, there's people who have never ran before that are doing tremendous things now. And you're one of them because I see you out running everywhere. But and tell, tell me, because I'm just a fat boy that likes to run my mouth. And I don't, I don't do any running. I watch my wife run and you guys. But... Tell me what you did to prepare for that first year. Uh, you know, that first year, like I said, I, I tried to, to run the best that I could. Um, uh, it, it wasn't very much, uh, to be honest with you, that first year, and I paid for it. I mean, that was uh, that was a huge 
um, uh, mistake on my part was to not train properly. Um, we, I think we have a team this year that says we well trained now or something like that. So they must've been falling in those similar footsteps. Yeah. Trained, prepared. Uh, yeah. Same, same concept. Yeah. I think it's, we actually trained this time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. okay awesome. There you go. Yeah. Thanks Smitty. Yeah. Um, so if I had to, to give advice and I have several pieces of advice I could share, but uh, one of those things I would say, go out and train properly because I certainly did not that first year. Um, but you know what? The, the thing about it was, as I got into it, um, and I kind of hit my stride a little bit, and it was a very slow stride, I'll say that. Um, but as I got into Frankfurt and heading into Adena High School on my first leg, I remember there were people out kind of in the streets in Frankfurt, and they were cheering me on, and that felt really good. You know, there were, and it was just, you know, people there at the gas station or, you know, at the, the dairy cone or whatever. And I remember them just kind of cheering me on. And that kind of was, was really encouraging at a moment, probably in that first leg of my first run ever, um, that I really needed somebody to kind of be behind me. And so uh, I remember then, you know, that got me kind of heading out uh, towards Adena High School. And I remember getting into Adena High School and, um, you know, they had high school students out there who were, were uh, you know, cheering us on as the, the runners came in, you know, and I remember there were folks out there that was, that really encouraged me, uh, to, to finish up. And so that was really, really a unique thing because in my mind, the reason that I was running was for the students and not just the students at my school, but the students in my community, in any school. And so to see them out there encouraging me that it was like, wow, this is why I'm doing it. It's for these kids right here. Uh, and that was that was really really uh, a unique experience. Well, you definitely had the whole history perspective and a motivation of that going into this. I mean, when you started, I mean, like you said, you were there when we first started talking to kids. You were there. I mean, you were there at almost the first meeting, I think, if I remember right. When yeah. we started drug free clubs, so you really really had the inspiration. That's what you got you off the couch, you know, so to speak. Um, but that was year one. Well, I guess, uh, what, what about your next leg when you ran leg 15? What would that... <laughs> oh, I've, I've got yelled at more than once by a runner who says, you said leg five was the easiest, and there's a big hill in that one in 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember, uh, again, I was, I was completely unprepared. Uh, it was a little cold, and I, I remember I overdressed, um, which is something that I, now I, I've learned as a, a more experienced runner now. Uh, you know, I've, I've learned to uh, deal with, you know, even the things that you wear given the temperature and things. Uh, but I remember that it was a big hill in 15 and, um, that was, uh, yeah, that was a, a real challenge. And so I, I survived that one. Um, I remember when I got to the top of the hill and then, uh, was running down the hill into Walnut Creek campground in that checkpoint, you know, you kind of have a big hill leading into there. And I remember when I got to that point, I knew I was getting close. And so I kind of started to kick it in a little bit. And I remember, it's, of course, it's night. And so you can't see who's coming. But I remember having the conversation with the, our, the rest of our team was there at the checkpoint waiting. And my wife was the driver that night. And so they're kind of anxiously awaiting runners coming in. And I remember they, I was told this story. Um, as they were waiting, they look up and they see a, a, a headlamp coming. And they said, well, maybe that's Nathan coming. And my wife says, that can't be Nathan coming. He's moving way too fast to be my husband. And so, uh, but I was just so anxious to, to get it done. Um, 
that night because that, that was my first time ever running at night, and that was a unique experience. I, you know, another pre- another preparation error. Another yeah. Preparation oh my gosh, error. there were so many in in year one on my part. Um, was I, that year I would, one of the buck fifty you did? This yeah, year? yeah. You ran the first year. Yeah, okay. I've I've run it every year. Okay. Um, I I just love it. I, I believe in it that much, and so I. I, I actually want to thank Nathan. He is on our board, and the first thing he asked me when I asked him about joining our board is, well. I do like the race, and I am committed to this thing, but if I join the board, can I still run in the race? Because that's pretty important to me. (laughs) And, of course, he does, and we love that because it gives us a great perspective as an organization of people being out on the course. Yeah, yeah. Well, Um, it's having somebody in the school on the board, too, because, you know, I remember when you you were saying earlier about how your, your coworker came to you with a crazy idea. Sometimes crazy ideas in school systems are a lot less crazy than what we're out in the outside world because yeah. dealing inside the school system, I learned quickly, you know, getting programs started. It's it's a different task. It's different than we're a lot of a lot of us are used to in the business world. Uh, but having that perspective on the board is great too. Plus, you know, the perspective of the runner. So Nate, on. you started. You ran that first year, and then, like you said, you've ran in it every year. But somewhere along the way, you. And a friend of yours, I think it's Brian. Yeah. You guys developed this idea that you were going to run every leg of the race. So tell me how that Ooh. developed. And then what Ooh. is what are some of your favorite parts of the course? Should you go there yet or should you do leg 25? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Um, I, I ran it the first year. And then uh, he and I were friends and got to where we were running together. And the second year he ended up running, but with a different team. And so uh, he and I then got together and just started running periodically. You know, if we had time uh, on a weekend or something where neither of us were busy, we'd, we would get together and go run. And we kind of started out just running the different legs because I had this idea that I wanted to, to see all of them uh, because this race took me to places that even in Ross County that I had never been before. And so I wanted to go check them out. And so he and I were just out running uh, one one Saturday morning. He and I uh, got together and and uh, we decided we were going to run leg number one that day. And so we were probably just heading up the hill there on, on the old leg number one on Polk Hollow Road. Um, and I said, boy, you know, it would be a really cool thing if we could just run all of them. And he said, well, why don't we just run them all in order? We're doing leg one right now why don't we just run them in order? You know, just the next time we get to together, let's run leg two. And the next time we'll run leg three. And so that kind of gave us this idea. Well, let's do this. Let's see the entire thing. And so what we did is just whenever we would have time, we would get together and we would run the next leg of the race. And along the way, we would try to find what we thought were the most picturesque um, opportunities. And we would take a picture on every leg. Um, that way we could kind of chronicle our, our journey. Um, and it took us, you know, I mean, it's not like we did this in a, in a short period of time. I mean, we did this over the course of months. And so, I mean, we ran in, in all of the elements. I mean, we ran in the heat of summer. We ran, if you remember several years ago, we had the uh, the polar vortex, which came through here. Uh, and I remember he and I ran uh, leg 28, I think, in the polar vortex. I mean, it was freezing cold. And so we, we got to do that, and, and that really gave me quite a unique perspective of what everybody in the race does. Um, because, you know, when you see it all and you've t- 
taken those footsteps, when you have climbed uh, the, the hills in Great Seal and you've climbed the hills in Scioto Trails, um, and you can relate with other runners who are doing that. And that's, that's a really unique thing. What's such a, I think that's the neat thing about the race is it, because of the way it's divided up, Chris talked about this in uh, one of our last episodes about, you know, the, the western side of the course is pretty flat, and then you get to the eastern side, and it's a lot more hilly. And, you know, each runner almost runs a completely different event than the person in front of them or even behind them because each leg is so different. So to be able to have the the thought to, well, I'm just going to run them all and see what that looks like or feels like. And I remember when you messaged me on Facebook, it, I mean, now we look back and think, well, yeah, that sounds like a pretty natural thing to do. But no one had done that before, to my knowledge. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Um, it, it, for those of you who are, are Buck 50 runners out there, if you've never done it, do it. Just, just make the commitment and do it. I mean, it's it's such a unique thing to go and see it for yourself, um, and it is time consuming because you know if there's just two of you, you have to take a car and park it at the end of a checkpoint and then drive back to the start and run it. It's it's worth the time. You will not regret it. Um, if you're from this area, uh, particularly, and you you know these areas, uh, you know you've heard of these these roads or, or whatever sections of our community or or, or our county, um, it's different when you're doing it on foot. So I highly recommend that to anybody. Go out and see it. There's nothing like it. So Chris is right. Let's go. Let's go back to leg 25, first year. You've got the first two in. You felt pretty good. What was your leg 25 experience like? Pain. <laughs> That's, I, I remember when we got to the the start of leg 25, I was so sore, I could barely walk. And I thought, how in the world am I going to run? I can't even walk. Uh, but, you know, once once the uh, the my preceding runner, who was actually Mr. Murphy, the guy who had okay, talked me yeah. into it, he was the one who handed off to me that first year. Uh, when he came and he hit me with the slap bracelet, uh, I just I just went and just took off and yeah it was painful it was it was really really tough but I survived it I survived it and um, I remember thinking boy I'm glad this is over and so like always you know at with the buck fifty at the end um, in under normal circumstances without COVID of course but at, when you get to your last runner. All of your teammates kind of come together and finish the race, the last you know short bit across leg 30 at the finish line. You finish together. And so I remember that first year, everybody was kind of, all, everyone on our team was out gathered kind of near the finish line waiting on our last runner to come in. And I remember some of my teammates were look, standing around. We were talking about the race and they said, man, this is really awesome. We can't wait to do this again next year. And I remember hearing this, and it was like everybody had the same opinion. And finally, I looked around and I said, "Are you people nuts? I would never do this again. There's no way. Why would you? Why would you want to do this?" And so I, I, I you had I, to figure out first: Am I the only one who's thinking that they're crazy? And and then you were that guy. I, I was that guy, and I, I guess I finally just got up enough guts to say what I was thinking. Um, but I remember I, I went home that night and I was so, so sore and I was hurting. Um, but I there was one thing when I made that statement 
um, about, I would never do this again. I remember then our runner came in and we crossed the finish line as a team. And I remember there were high school students, our students there with a medal to put around your neck. That was a game changer for me. That was huge for me because uh, that made it all worthwhile. That, you know, the pain and the hurt and being tired, uh, the fatigue that you're going to experience because you will experience that fatigue if you run this race. All of that was worth it when I realized the bigger picture and why. And so I, I remember I went home that night and, and was kind of on that runner's high after the race. You know, people talk about it. And unless you've ever, I mean, if you've never experienced it, you don't know. I experienced it that night. But I remember I woke up the next morning, um, Sunday morning. And as soon as I woke up, I thought about running. And I thought, well, that's weird. I've never had a desire to I go no run. I what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I forced myself that next, uh, that Sunday morning, I forced myself to go run. Again, I could barely walk, but I ran one mile. Okay, that's what it took, one mile. And I haven't stopped running since. I was wondering, I, I couldn't wait to hear, and I really like seeing your face just now. And sorry, we don't have video on this, but, <laughs> you know, those kids being at the finish line, what it meant, I mean, I, we heard from a lot of people that that is really a game changer for them when it comes to the finish line. Here's these kids that they're helping affect. You know, who knows? It's a ripple effect. You don't know how many kids' lives you're, you're affecting by what you're doing just running this race. But then to be on that Huntington team and be part of the administration, part of the teachers and the staff that are on that team and coming across that finish line, especially for like you, the first time you really ever ran, and coming across that finish line seeing your kids. I mean, all the kids are important to you, I know, and now you're union to kids, but all the kids are, you know, are important to you in the county, but coming across that finish line and seeing the kids from your school with a medal getting ready to put on your neck. And that had to be really, it was special for me to watch. Oh, I know. I was thinking as he's telling this story, I'm thinking about you and I talking at the finish line. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, you know, for us on the buck 50 side and the race, it was really cool to think that we had you know, teachers running in the race yeah. that, you know, now makes a ton of sense. But at the time, it was all new. No one had done that. And we really kind of, you know, your team was, you know, the township made us. What a, you know, classic name. But, you know, we were really looking out for where you guys were on the course and when they were going to finish. And uh, just a neat thing to see that whole, you know, community of teachers and students coming together you know, in such a magnificent way. It's a very special moment. So this is kind of back when nobody really knew what it was going to be. I mean, I'm trying to picture this, but I mean, you kind of put it on like, oh, this is going to be the race and then people's finishing, but like this is the first year it's ever happened. So this is like, nobody really knew it was going to turn into this. It's grew into a monster since then, that's it, for sure. It's unbelievable the difference. I, I just think about my own experience that first year, um, I didn't see a single person, another runner on my first leg. On leg five, mm -hmm. there just weren't that many people out there in the race. No. How many teams? Thir were there, 34? We had 38 teams. 38. Yeah. Uh, and so I remember I didn't really even see anyone out on the race course during my first leg. Now, of course, as you got into the night and then the next day, you started to see people. But now the race has grown and developed in, in such a positive way. Um, and so you see people and it's, that's a really unique thing 
about the race itself over the weekend that weekend you see other people and people that you have grown and developed relationships with through running you see them out on the course even if they're not on your team you know you're checking on those other those other folks that you know and and in some ways catching up with them because maybe you haven't seen them for a while it's it's such a it's more than just a race it's a community event and it's it's for anybody i mean here's nathan a guy who hasn't ran you know wasn't ready to run just come off of surgery and so I mean, I've heard a lot of people go, I just can't do that. Well, you can. I mean, anybody literally can. And we're going to talk to some guys in some future episodes that literally were as bad off as me out of shape and then just got inspired when they heard the story and have ran. And it's cool to hear your perspective today, too, with that. Tell me about the first time. I know this happens, and I've heard it from a lot of runners. The first time you're out running in the race, and then one of the freaks run by you. One of the crazy <laughs> facts. You're just jogging along, running your pace. This is for everybody. I mean, for those people, there's people who walk at times too. But I mean, sure. you're just jogging along, you're pacing out, and then all of a sudden, somebody goes by. Okay, I, I've got a, a unique story about that. That is actually, um, that's something that is a relatively new experience for me because just the way that it always worked out, um, I was never actually running when our team got passed by some of those elite guys. Uh, it always happened while someone else was running. However, um, I'm going to say it was two years ago, I was runner four. And so I was coming, um, I was on leg 14. So I'm out in Great Seal and I'm running the leg where you have to go up the hill on Lick Run. You know, the first two miles are up this enormous hill. Uh, and it's it goes a really up, I think it's about 400 feet of elevation oh. change in about an eighth of a mile. You don't scare people off. We're talking about new runners today. <laughs> Buckle up, baby. It's a bumpy ride. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm not going to lie. There was, there was a fair amount of walking on my part getting up that hill. But when I came down the hill, um, after those first couple miles, I came down the hill and I hit the road on Lick Run. Uh, and I remember looking ahead. And, of course, it's night. And I remember looking ahead. And I saw about five people with blinky lights ahead of me. And as soon as I saw them, I said, you people are going down. Yeah, okay? baby. You're going down. Jackie's and so coming, I, I start chugging along. You'll okay? see those called kills on people's uh, yeah. vans during race weekend. They'll, they'll have their runner name and you'll hear, see these little cheats <laughs> beside it. And it's how many people they pass during the race. That's right. It's um, competition in a competition. Yep. It is. It is. Um, so I start going and, and I'm, I'm feeling pretty good cause I'm picking some people off and all of a sudden out of nowhere, I didn't even hear him coming. I didn't see him coming. All of a sudden this dude blows by me like I'm standing still and I'm like, who is this guy? So I see him I'm like, no, you're not going to do me like that. So I start trying to keep pace with this guy. Okay. So we get to the end of that. So for the last mile, um, I'm trying to keep up with this guy. We get to the, the fire station um, there on, on Lick Run at the end at, at that checkpoint. And I looked at my watch and my watch was like, I, I don't know, that last mile was like 655 or something, which is blazing Woo! speed for me. I mean, I'm, I'm not a 655 runner, okay? I'm not even close to that. I mean, I, was, I smoked the last mile of that because I was trying to catch that dude. And he still passed me like I was sitting still. And I remember seeing him standing over... Uh, kind of near the fire station. So I went over there and I was like, hey, uh, I'm just curious, man. What, what were you running those that those road miles? 
And he was in a very almost dejected voice. He's like, I don't know, probably a 525 or something. I mean, he was just, he was disgusted. Yeah, just, I was kind of, I was having a rough day. Yeah, I mean, he he acted like, (laughs) he acted really disappointed with that. And uh, I just, that's when I, I, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know it until the next morning when Dave uh, and you were announcing the winners and I looked up and I'm like, Oh, that was that guy. Yeah. He was on, uh, you know, one of the, uh, elite teams and, and just absolutely, it, it's so impressive to watch those guys. Those guys are on another level. It's crazy level. to watch them warm up when we're getting ready to announce them. I mean, I'm like, they're over here jumping six feet in the air and sprinting. Oh yeah. I think one of my all time uh, favorite moments was 2018. That was the last year that we had a 10 o'clock start time. 10 PM. 10 PM. Yeah. And I think we had close to 10 teams starting. And those guys ran more miles in the chute, warming up, going oh, back and forth, yeah. than most people do in the whole race, it seemed like. Yeah. I mean, it was like a laser light show with them. Oh, they got their vests on, and yeah, they're flying just, up and lights, down. and zipping back and forth. I had to check my watch three times. Like, they still got, they still got 20 minutes. Hey, still now, still one thing I will minutes. remind all of you of, we keep talking about, we'll, we'll talk a lot about legs. You can go on to buck50.com, download the guidebook. You can look at each leg individually. All the information is there. I mean, there's pictures, there's video. I mean, there's a little bit of everything out there online, not just on our website, too, that you can see any of these visually and go through each one of the legs. Because, you know, we, we've mentioned several today, and Cappy's ran. He's been runner four. You've been runner five. So you've you've seen. Have you been on van two? Yeah, last year I ran uh, the sevens. Uh, I, I've been a different runner every year, and I like that. Some people like cool. to, to keep the same legs mm-hmm. so they can, you know, compare their times from last year to this year or whatever. I like being a different runner every year. So I've been I've been runner three, four, five, seven, and now this year I get to run the tens. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to change it up. You def- that's another angle I didn't know you were going to bring to the table today. Uh, I didn't know. I mean, because you were right. Most people are like... Yeah, I've been runner three, and I'm runner three, yeah. and those are my legs. I own those legs. They're my legs. 100% we see year. that. We see that a lot. But, you know, that perspective of you've ran a different leg every time. Yeah, yeah. That's I, cool. I, I like it. I got two more questions for sure. you, Cap. Um, one, and Chris kind of hit on this there, would be another piece of advice you'd have for someone preparing for the race. But then I want you to help refresh my memory about a story you told me about i think it's leg 17 you had been out there running a friend of yours was building a house and you ran into their father and that guy seemed to know a whole lot in a way that you wouldn't other think that they would otherwise about the buck 50 so so maybe i guess it's a story about how people in the community love and support the buck 52 yeah you know um i think we kind of alluded to to this so far, even even in today's conversation, early in the race, people didn't know what this was. And I think the race has grown and developed so much, um, you know, over the last few years. And it's kind of incredible to see uh, as as my friend Brian and I were, were running the legs in order. We got out to uh, leg 17, which is out uh, near Tar Hollow. And so. Um, a friend of ours was uh, building a house right near the start of leg 17. And so we decided, well, that's where we'll park. We'll just park our vehicle there and then um, we'll, we'll run from there. And so 
we, we kind of dropped off on our way out. We stopped there um, to see if we could leave our cars at his house. And then we were going to drive a vehicle on out to the end of 17 so that we could run the race. And so as we had pulled into our, our friend's uh, driveway, his father-in-law came out uh, and greeted us. And I remember um, we didn't really know exactly where that checkpoint ended, where set, where leg 17 ended. And so uh, we were explaining to him, hey, we're getting ready to go do this run. Uh, and so we're going to have to park a vehicle up there. And I just remember him saying, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that you're running leg 17, right? This guy was not a runner. I mean, this was an older <laughs> gentleman. I mean, he was wearing work boots and, you know, uh, had just got out of, you know, working outside at his home. And he said, oh, yeah, you're running 17, right? So you're just going to go up here. You're going to turn left. And then the race goes up the big hill, up into Tar Hollow. And you'll park at the, the shelter house. I can't remember. Is it like the sheep's, shepherd? Sheep's pasture shelter house. There you go. He told us exactly where that was. And this guy, I mean, he was not affiliated with the race. He, was, he wasn't running it himself. He just, he knew what leg 17 was. He, he obviously did some research to figure out what that was, where it meant, and you know, now he's the shepherd for he's the shepherd <laughs> that the, the shelter house is named after taking cool. care of the runners. That's so cool and just like you were talking about running in Frankfurt that first time and seeing the community out. That's one of the things I love most about what we do and, and just the support in the community. That's one of the things we hear from runners all over the country that's ran this event. It's pride. It's pride that they you know, and I think that's why they want to support these runners is they know it's hard, they know it's difficult. You know, it's helping all the kids, and uh, it's an easy thing for them to do. Smitty, you look like you got something on your mind. I was just going to say that just goes into when Dave was originally talking about the legs and what the legs have become, that people know them that aren't even runners. I mean, it's became like a countywide community thing, and I think that story kind of speaks to that. It does. Absolutely. All right, Cappy, we gotta, we're getting close here. I, I've got to ask you the this is this is the the question whoop, whoop. that we're going to do for every not just runners too you know i think people who have ran in and haven't ran in it you have probably i would almost venture to say that mr Kaplinger has more of a perspective than anybody that's ever ran this race now that he's ran a different leg every year i'll be surprised if we if you've ran a different leg every year and ran just as many races from Kaplinger, i want to hear from you <laughs> so go on the you know uh Info at the buck50.com. Shoot us an email. I want to know your perspective. But I think you might have the most most diverse perspective. R race info. Ever. but yeah. Yeah. yeah, race info at the buck50.com. So um, here goes the question we're going to ask everybody. And I need you to shoot from the cuff. You haven't heard this or nothing yet. So this is directly coming from the hip. Top three things you got to do to get ready for the buck 50. Bang, go. Okay. <laughs> uh, don't do what I did that first year. Uh, you need to go out and, and train. The thing about this race, um, you know, it takes place typically in April. And so in order to train properly, that means you're going to have to be disciplined to force yourself to go out and run to train earlier than that. And oftentimes that means you're going to be encountering some bad weather. Okay. So you must go out and train. You have to force yourself and be disciplined enough to go out and when it's cold, when it's dark, when you know you don't feel like it, force yourself 
to go put miles in. Okay. Um, go out and train. Don't, don't do what I did and just try to wing it. It's not going to work uh, very well uh, for you or you'll regret it uh, physically like I did for the, the few days after that first buck 50. So I, I would definitely say you need to get out and train. Uh, the second thing that I, if I had to give advice to people, I would say you need to know your legs. Um, and it's one thing to look at it on a map, okay? That's fine. You can look at it on a map. It's better then, if you have to, to go and drive it so that you know your directions and things like that. That's better than just looking at it on a map. But beyond that, go run it. Go, go run it. Find somebody who will go with you. Go run your legs ahead of time. That way you know what your physical capabilities are. You know where the challenging parts are. You know in the areas when you're really going to have to dig deep, you know, the hill on leg 15 my first year. Um, I drove that leg prior to. I never ran it. I wish I had because then I would have known, hey, I got to get myself amped up to, to get up this thing. So uh, the second thing that I would, I would say... Is, a, quick, is get out. a quick compliment to that is any of you out there that aren't members of the Buck 50 running group on Facebook, ask to join that page. There's yeah, constantly people in that group who are going out and running legs each weekend. Like Nate talked about earlier, um, it doesn't have to be members from your team. That's how a lot of these friendships have been built is they'll say, I'm going out to leg, run leg 15 this weekend. Who wants to go? And, you know, there'll be a dozen or two dozen people maybe sometimes who end up running that. Um, and if you, you know, a great way to build experience, a great, great way to build friendship. So chime in there. And Absolutely. You, and if you're in, you're in Montana and you're going to run this, look at, look, you know, you can go online and see what the elevation changes sure. are, the length. I mean, get something close, but you ought to be preparing for three, you know, five Ks and, you know, getting yourself in good shape for that. Now, number three, I wanted to do this sure. uninterrupted, but I knew Dave couldn't keep his mouth. I can't no, do it. I'm I, sorry. I tell you what. I'm sorry. I tell you what. It, I'm I'm actually thankful that that he did that because that was a perfect segue to my number three, my number three thing. Uh, do not hesitate to ask other oh, runners good, questions. Good, 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 good. Okay, uh, I have yet not one of the hundreds and hundreds of people I have met as part of this race or through this race, I have not met a single person who was not willing to share their experience, to share their wisdom, uh, to, to talk about it. Don't be afraid to go and ask questions, okay? Even if you're a brand new runner, ask people who are more experienced than you, okay? I'm not an expert runner by any stretch of the imagination. Um, when I run into a more experienced runner or I get have the opportunity to run with a more experienced runner, like, you know, on, on some of the group runs that, that take place here locally, ask questions. Okay. Don't hesitate. And it could be running specific, uh, you know, about form, shoes, you know, clothing. It could be race specific. Uh, how does the race work? What should you prep for in terms of gear, uh, transportation, sleeping arrangements, whatever it is reach out to people. Everyone is so helpful and kind and they want this thing uh, to be a great experience for everyone. And so I know that people will, will share that, that wisdom. And that Facebook you. group is an absolutely positively a great place to get a start on that because everybody I'm in that group, you know, and everybody's willing to share immediately. And then, you know, we want to share on the show too. So 
I'll invite you to send those questions in to us. If there's specific questions you want us to ask runners that you want to know, obviously you can get that out on the Facebook group or the Buck 50 Runners group. But also send them in to us here at the, at the podcast. We want to know. Race info at thebuck50.com. Nathan, I know you're super busy. Tell your lovely wife that we really <laughs> appreciate some of your time here today. And sure. uh, I know you probably got to go run, don't you? <laughs> this guy's like a running beast now. I mean, he didn't run at all, and now he's a running beast. I, I don't know if beast uh, is is how I would describe myself. I, I enjoy it. If you uh, run at all, it's a beast to me because I'm, you know, well, I just run my mouth. You know what? This is what I would say. When when you are in a position, particularly like mine, which which can be a high level of, of stress, uh, it's always good to have something to be that release, something that it's kind of your peaceful area, your peaceful time. Running has, I've found that to be the thing that provides that to me in my life. Um, and so, uh, and I would say this, I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting here with you guys staring at me. This race is what opened that door for me. Thank you. Thank you, Nate, for what you do in the schools every day. I know uh, being a principal is definitely not an easy job, but it's it's no. clear that you love the kids and the community and the parents and really put together a nice team effort out there. You, you know, thanks for starting that first school team out at, you know, Huntington High School. The township's been special. They've been with us every year since. And uh, just appreciate your time being with us today on Running Off at the Mouth. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. That's a wrap. You've been listening to Running Off the Mouth, the Book 50 podcast with your hosts, Chris Scott and Dave Huggins. Produced by Chris Smith, live and in color at the Great Seal Publication Studios, downtown Chillicothe. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, or something you'd like to hear us talk about on Running Off the Mouth, email us at raceinfo at thebuck50.com. And in our love with you. Oh, sorry. Book 50 Podcast.